March 9th, and it is quite the Monday morning this week. We start off this morning with the stock market plunging 1,500 points. Can you dig it? The S&P 500 down, the stock market actually halting trading until 9.49 a.m. to prevent stocks from from falling right through the floor. That means at 9 o'clock, when trading started, they literally just started boom, 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 plunging, 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 and they had to halt trading for 15 minutes to give a 15-minute moratorium to allow the market to restart. Have you ever heard anything like this? Well, what's causing this? Well, there are two things. Uppermost in, in stocks, in traders' minds, is what? The coronavirus and how it has disrupted global supply chain. On Bloomberg yesterday, uh, they role-played four scenarios that are likely to emerge after, after this, after this. And one of them, the first one, seems terribly optimistic that China will restart. Well, China says somewhat they have restarted because Apple says that their stores in China have reopened. But maybe those stores are not located in the province where 60 million people are infected. 60 million people in one province in China have been infected by the coronavirus. That's something that's likely to spread. And then you go across to Italy, where northern Italy, the center of financial uh, business, their finance center in Italy is in Milan, which is in northern Italy, right? And guess what happened there? The government has shut it down. They've asked people not to go to work, not to do anything. So People who had emigrated from southern Italy to northern Italy are headed back south. And the people in the south are like, don't come back down here. We and contain the virus in Italy. Now, you got to ask yourself, what, what's happening here? Now, here in the U.S., we're kind of sort of like at the point where it's either the calm before the storm or it's contained. I'm not sure which. It looks like it is spreading out of control because we had to quarantine a whole ship off the coast of California. I think it's docking in Oakland right now as we speak. However, it could be the calm before the storm because so far what we've seen here in the U.S. is that older Americans, seniors in nursing homes are more susceptible to the virus, especially folks with, you know, with upper respiratory issues and folks with lung issues and uh, congestive heart failure. Those folks are very susceptible to this virus. So if you have relatives and grandparents and parents and grandparents in nursing homes, would you call them and check on them and make sure they're washing hands? Because I'm just going to tell you, if they're in a long-term care facility, more than likely, the Centers for Medicare Services, I worked in healthcare for a long time, and I worked in long-term healthcare. I'm going to be honest with you. The Centers for Medicare Services rarely ever gives anybody a passing grade with good reason, because long-term care facilities often falls short of requirements. In fact, that was my specialty, was to bring them back to recertification with Medicare, right? So I got them certified. Then they don't follow the protocols. Then they have to be recertified. So what we're seeing is so Medicare, those folks in, in long-term care facilities and nursing homes and, and, and uh, you know, assisted living, check on, your, check on your folks. They're at severe risk because nobody washes hands before they touch one patient to another. And typically, folks are already compromised. Those patients are like a breeding ground for germs. 
You know, I mean, I can just imagine everybody who had to take the subway this morning in New York City probably just showed up with uh, with hand sanitizer and just wiped surfaces and just put on a plastic stuff over your clothes. I would. I just put a plastic stuff over my purse and over my body. You know what I mean? I put on a mask. I would just so people will touch you because it's crazy. So all of this is causing the stock market to go plum crazy. And you think it hasn't hit the 20 worst days of the S&P 500 yet, but it's trending. This is crazy. And then, of course, the other thing that affected the stock market is some Arab sheik, some oil sheik who uh, started a war with his family and just started an oil price war. In the midst of the coronavirus, it's like, okay, everybody's focused on China. I just want to get some attention. Lord, people's egos are so fragile. It's crazy. It's just plumb, plumb crazy. See what I mean? It's just plumb crazy. Uh, too much. Too much stuff. Man, it's just been hit after hit after hit. And I don't know about you. I'm getting ready for some good news. I'm hoping that the second quarter and the remaining quarters of 2020 will be better because I can't take this anymore. I don't want to hear about another pandemic outbreak. By the way, I know you have all uh, suspended your summer travel plan. If you intended to travel out of the country, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> don't, don't. If you were planning to take a trip to Europe this summer, uh, you, may to, you may want to wait until next year. <laughs> you may not want to do this summer, 2020, is staycation 2020. You don't want to go to places like, uh, you know how we take our families to Disney uh, and so on. You may not want to do that. You may not want to do that at all. You may just want to, you know what, let's just find a beach that's a couple miles away, July 4th, drive down to the beach, <laughs> stuff like that, because it's, it's going to be something else this summer. Now, they say the virus might dry up in the warmer months, but it stays latent until the season starts again in October. So you may just not want to go anywhere. As for me, I ain't going nowhere. Staycation. And the funny thing is, this year we were we were going to go, because it's the last holiday before my youngest daughter goes to college. So we wanted to, you know, enjoy her last childhood kind of thing, because after they go to college, they come back, they have, well, I want to study abroad, savings time. Hello, should we start a petition on change.org? I mean, like, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Just think about it. If if I had young children this morning and I had to go to a nine-to-five job, right, and I had to drop my daughter off at the bus stop prior to going to work, that was not going to happen to me this morning. When my children were, if you might be asking, so what happened when my children were younger, it was a nightmare. That's how I know. I used to sit at the bus stop and practically just waited. And then, you know what I did. I just drove them off at school because I couldn't be bothered. I was like, mm, not so safe. You know, you have young children walking to the bus stop so early in, a, in the dark in the morning. It's not safe. It's time for this nightmare to stop. It does not save energy, right? It is not efficient for industry nor productivity. It does nothing. In fact, it disrupts supply schedules because I know do 
don't know about you, but yesterday I almost missed my show at 10 o'clock because I thought it was 8.41 when it was actually. And it's a good thing my producer was on par and had set everything up. And they're wondering why I was just sitting there sipping tea. I'm like, I have time. No, you don't, Miss Cameron. You need to get off. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's 9.41, not 8.41. This thing is a waste of time, right? Just totally a waste of time. But today we want to talk about something, talk about the stock market going crazy and so on. Something came across my timeline from last week. I've been seeing this, and I, I didn't do anything about it, but I thought I should talk about it today. And that is that the prescription drug that is used in the treatment of asthma has been given the most serious warning by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. The FDA has given this drug a black box warning. Now, black box is reserved for those most serious and egregious situations. And I must say, this comes many years after there have been many reports that this drug is a contributing factor to suicide, especially among young people. And I'm going to read you some facts so that we all can be informed. And know if you're taking this prescription drug called Siglare, you all know that one, right? If you're taking it, then it's time to stop it, right? Montelukast, M-O-N-T-E-L-U-K-A-S-T is the generic name, and the brand name, of course, is Singular. And we've been talking extensively about the opioid crisis and how this has impacted the lifestyles of so many people and how the opioid crisis uh, has gone out of control and has affected and impacted the lives of people. But Part of the crisis, part of what makes it a crisis, isn't just how addictive it was and how it gripped people in the throes of addiction, but it's also the side effects, what it produced. One of the things that the opioid crisis produced was an uptick in depression and suicide amongst younger people. So this, these weren't just deaths of despair. These were despairs that were medically induced, caused by the side effects of some drug. You remember last year in 2019, I reported the interview, and I talked extensively on this podcast. You can go to my YouTube page to see previous uh, podcasts of this one. When I talked about the prescription drug Zantac, eventually it was recalled in November. But I had begun talking about it from February or March of 2019 that that drug had been found to have what, a known carcinogen called NDMA. NDMA, I, I can't spell it, it's nitro-dum-dum-dum-dum-DMA. Okay, that's all, right? Well, that particular substance is present in the manufacture of a lot of pills. But what they manufacture, so it's kind of like pervasive, but it has higher levels than is recommended by the, F, the, the FDA. So prescription drug Zantac is prescribed by hospitals. People show up in emergency rooms and complain about all kinds of stuff. So be careful of that. And if you're taking Zantac for whatever your doctor prescribes you for, you need, might need to call your physician. In fact, on my, if you go to my YouTube page and look up that podcast, you will see where uh, someone on my Facebook page actually reported it was lisinopril we were reporting on, and somebody actually told their own story of what happened with lisinopril. So I was talking about lisinopril, and then all of a sudden here comes Zantac. So guys, you got to watch 
watch out. This is why it's important to read the news, not just see the sound bites that take to this, because what I have found a lot is that we, you go to the doctor for something simple, especially this particular drug, Singular, and people take their children to the doctor for common things like hay fever and allergy season. My youngest daughter had a big problem with allergy and hay fever when she was very young. She, it, it affected her bronchia. I mean, at a certain time of the year, in October and in the spring, it was hell on heel, right? And I was one of those parents who didn't believe in taking long-term prescription drugs. I just wanted the condition of alleviated. So I would ask for Benadryl. I said, well, if we subdue her and she takes it at night, She's young. She will sleep it off when she goes to school the next day. By the time I pick her up at three in the evening, she can sleep it off the next day. I just didn't believe in long-term prescription until eventually she outgrew that condition. She outgrew the, the bronchitis. But most parents, when they're confronted with, with, with even mild symptoms of hay fever and they take their child to the doc, the first thing the doctor is going to do is what? Prescribe, you know what? prescribe singular. Now, I'm going to read to you some facts that is contained in an article on the Miami Herald. Listen to this. About 75% of lifetime cases of mental illness begun by age 24, according to the National Institute of Mental Health. The average delay between onset and intervention is 10 years, so meaning people could go for years without getting any help. Black box warning is the most serious warning issued by the FDA and prescription drugs will now be placed on singular, also called Montella right now. Read to the doctor for a new prescription. The FDA recommends prescribing only when no other drug is available. But do you know what the doctors were doing? The big pharma was incentivizing doctors to write the script. They were writing prescriptions for singular. Listen to the side effects. The side and actions. Lord Jesus, help us. Are you? Did you just hear this? The side effects, agitation. Is it any wonder that we are seeing children in schools and we say that they have attention deficit disorder? Is it any wonder? that we see children who can't sit still, and you're like, why is Johnny always moving? Why is she's always so busy? Just check out what kind of meds these kids are taking. We're medicating our children to death. So you start giving them these things, they become agitated, they start getting depressed, according to the side effects. They start having sleep issues. They get up and want You all know what that is. They get up and walk around in the middle of the night. Or you can't get them to settle down to go to sleep. And you're going to see this in a few re- few minutes. Why? Right? So you can't get them to settle down to go to sleep. How many, of you, how many people you have heard say that? How many parents can't get their kids to sleep at night? And they told us that the problem was sugar. Everything was sugar. And my grandparents, my grandmother still, they grew up on eating sugar. And it never killed them. My mother ate sugar. It never killed them. She didn't die from diabetes or high blood pressure. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So you have these kids 
and, and you hear them say things like, I don't want to live anymore. I hate myself. Check out what kind of meds these kids are taking. His haste to get you out of his office so that he can see the next patient, he does not tell you what the side effects are. So you can make an informed decision by saying, is there another drug? Oftentimes when we go, I'm just going to be real with you all. Oftentimes when we go to the doctor, we're intimidated. Doctors act like gods. And they act like if you don't do what they say, then don't talk back to them because they're the ones with the education. They're the ones who know more than you. But the doctor does not know your body better than you. You know that. They might know the human body, but they don't know your body. So when you go to the doctor and say, such and such is happening to me, and the doctor dismisses it, they're dismissing it because they don't have the time to really sit down and listen to what you're saying. They have a, a kind of a pre, uh, a cookie-cutter approach. If it falls within these range of symptoms, this is your problem. Here, just take it and run away and leave me alone. I'm too busy for you. I have other things to do. I have 10 other lives that I must save today because I am God, and I'm God walking in the flesh. That's the attitude of doctors. And you might be sitting there saying, Harry, if you don't like doctors, I do respect them, but I also respect them more when they respect me. I want the doctor to respect me as a person. I want the doctor to hear what I am saying because my insurance is paying that doctor up to $1,500 for that visit for the five minutes that she spends in front of my face. She ought to freaking listen to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? And what happens a lot is that the doctors are not really listening. They're fed up. They have their own issues at home. Maybe they didn't get any last night. They have to deal with spouses. They have to deal with all kinds of regulatory requirements. They do not have the time to sit down and listen to what the patients are saying. So you walk in there with little Johnny who exhibits signs of hay fever. Our environments are contaminated today. And especially when you have pets in the home. I don't know if a dog was just eating dog poo when he took him for a walk and smelling all kinds of stuff. Then you take him back home. He goes in your, in your house, jumps to the couch, walks on your carpet, and you really still think you're not going to have issues. Come on, America. Wake up. After these issues, we cause them ourselves because dogs don't clean their feet on the mat by the door. And don't look at me funny. You know it's true. He was just smelling every piece of garbage that was out there on the street, and then he comes back in and you kiss him, and he slathers saliva all over you. People let the dogs kiss their babies and their young children. They're so. Have you ever vacuumed your carpet? Do you have carpet in your house? Have you ever vacuumed behind your couch? Have you ever vacuumed your couch? Have you ever seen how much dog hair and cat hair is in your house? Well, some of it ends up in your nostrils in the back of your throat. Of course, it's going to produce hay fever. That's just one part of it. There's various stuff that we spray in the air, perfumes and so on. So these things trigger hay fever in children. You take them to the doctor and they give them Singular, which produces side effects of agitation, depression, sleep disorders, and suicidal thoughts and actions. So as usual, I say this all the time, you go into the doctor for one thing, you get a drug that now gives you five other issues. In 2017, linked the drug to depression and nightmares in children. This is a fact. Australia, the country of Australia, reported 
reports that a 2018 report received, listen to this, listen, 167 cases of psychiatric events in children and adolescents between 2000 and 2017. One is too much, but 167 over a 17-year period of psychiatric events caused by this drug. Why did it take them so long to put the black box warning on this drug? Why? Is there no other drug without these side effects of agitation, depression, sleep issues, suicidal thoughts, and actions? The drug first appeared in 1998 and has been linked to suicidal thoughts since 2008. Hello? And it's now 2020, and they're just now issuing a black box warning. I just no, I want, I want us all to sit and listen. When I was growing up, they never used to give us anything for um, uh, hay fever. I kid you not. We owe you a sniffle, let it run its course, was what they told us. They never gave antibiotics because the thinking at that time when I grew up was that antibiotics would eventually uh, provide too much immunity against bacteria, let the cold go away. Truthfully, in those days, I guess, colds would disappear in three days. But our environment is much more toxic today than it was 20 years ago. You see what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's way worse. So what I'm saying is we have, we have to look at our environment. And I know most people are like, but I'm attached to my dog. Your dog is not human. See, over in China, people eat dogs. And you think we are so, we're better human beings, so we, we, we domesticate them. Good luck. Right? You look around in your environment. Personally, one of the things I discovered when my youngest daughter had bronchitis was that it might have been the carpet that contributed to it. So those fabrics are too thick. And they retain all the dust that comes in. And dust does come into your house no matter what you do. If you don't believe me, just look at the filter in your AC and see how much black dust comes in. And you're like, oh, my God, I thought I lived in a clean space. space. Nope. Right? There's too much pollution in the air. Right? So when you look at all those countries, so those are factors in our environment that maybe we don't have any control over. But there are, there's, we do have control over what is in our house. I'm telling you, you don't need to go back and check your vacuum bags and see how much dog hair and cat hair that is actually recovered. Yes, I know that the pet stores and all of that, they have nice ads that make, they make the dog look cuddly, and everybody has a dog in their arms that they're kissing. But that's an animal. Animals shed their hair. All of that stuff is ending up in the back of your throat. Of course, you're going to have hay fever. I saw a recent uh, article. There's a, a baby documentary on Netflix. And one of the scientists says that one of the things they discovered is that children, babies, when exposed to pets younger, they tend to, uh, tend to have a, a built-in system against bacteria. But the study was not over a 20-year period or a 10-year period, so they didn't see when those children grew up to be 10 or 12 that they might end up taking single air. They're just kind of advocating that that is what they say. But out your vacuum bag and look at how much hair is in that vacuum bag and ask yourself how much of that is in the back of your throat. Don't believe me. Take your dog for a walk. 
he stops to smell everything. His mouth, his snout, everything is smelling everything. And then he comes back and kisses you. You? And then you want to kiss me? No, you ain't kissing me. And you want to shake my hands? No, you're not. We all need to be prudent. This is why that they're saying today don't shake hands. Our common Western practices of shaking hands when you greet someone, 167 cases from 2000 to 2017. The same drug made by the same manufacturer. And nobody did anything about this. Nobody saw it fit to realize that this drug was making young people, children and adolescents sick. In one report I read, listen to this, the drug first appeared in 1998. And listen to this. It prevents asthma attacks ignited by exercise in people above age six. This is the part that just blew me away, everybody. It said doctors can prescribe children over one year old long term. And you wonder why these kids are growing up and having suicidal thoughts, thinking everybody hates them, and then pick up an AR-15 and go have a mass shooting. Because we're giving them drugs with side effects. It's not the parent's fault because your child gets sick, you take them to the doctor. The doctor is supposed to have done their work of looking at the side effects to know that if you're going to take this drug, give this drug to Johnny, understand that it likely has the side effect. So the parent can determine, maybe I shouldn't take this. Is there another form of treatment? Like when I've got mineral oil to stop the coughing, the dry cough, right? I held her little chest, sprayed over her. I got eucalyptus oil and put it behind her ears. I put uh, peppermint oil behind her on her pillowcases so she could breathe. So it would open her bronchia so she could breathe. We never had pets because I'm like, that stuff is going to contribute to as much as you wanted, a little doggy. I'm like, no, it's gonna, probably going to contribute to the shedding of hair in the carpet. I have the carpet cleaned. Do you see what I'm saying? I just refuse to place her on long-term prescription drugs because I thought it wasn't healthy. And this is, this is perhaps like 2007, about the time that they were discovering these things with this drug. And I refused to put her on it. I'm paranoid. Yes, I must tell you because I don't trust prescription drugs. People over one year old. I am not going to do that. Parents start looking up. And what happens in today's world is we don't get much time to think because you're so harried as a parent. You have deadlines at work. You have to work. The stress of work is placing stress on your marriage and on your relationships. Let's just be clear. Right? Work is stressful. The uncertainties of the work environment today. Right? So you are stressed out. You, your child gets sick. You're just really looking for a solution. You really don't have the time to stop while the doctor is speaking because the child is distracted to go look up the side effects of the drug. That's the darn doctor's king. Their name is Jehovah. So they can prescribe with impunity any kind of drug to any member of the public, and it's like it's okay. We need to hold them more accountable by asking questions. You know, I, I go to the doctor and I ask questions. If they don't like it, boom, 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 one, two, three, call up an insurance provider, and I'm about to change that because I want to know, right? 
And when you give children these drugs, and people, folks, can I just ask you a question? When you go home, do you read the information that comes, the little pamphlet that comes with the drugs? Please do. You're going to be blown away at conditions that you think is not likely to be long-term, and you find that you walk away with more symptoms than you need to. I kid you not, I say this all the time. You go in there with one complaint, and they give you a drug that gives you five more complaints. This drug was designed to be was designed for long-term use and could be given. It had dosages for children over a year old. So they knew what they were doing. And what happens is, and what happens is our children are now paying the price. They have psychiatric episodes and events. It makes them agitated, it makes them depressed, and it gives them suicidal thoughts. Let me read you some more facts, right? The FDA, and I'm quoting, the FDA says they have received reports of mental health side effects, including completed suicides. See how clinical that term is? Completed suicides. That means people who have been taking this drug over time actually committed suicide. And according to the FDA findings, the mental health the mental health issues go away. So if you have children who have had allergy or hay fever and you might have they might have had this drug and all of a sudden your child changed. You notice that they have changed, so guess what happened? You start taking them to a psychiatrist because they start manifesting. I don't like myself. I hate myself. I don't want to live it anymore. You need to use I mean, you have to take my kids to psychiatrist. And then you go to the psychiatrist, and in them, they're more arrogant than the medical doctor. Right? The psychiatrist is even more arrogant. I've retired. It's unbelievable. The psychiatrist does what? Put them on another drug that compounds the issue that's associated with the drug that we're taking for the hay fever, which is what produced the mental health issues in the first place. Sometimes it makes you wonder if doctors cross-check each other. No. They, it's something that is so subdued by the medical profession. They rarely ever cross-check the medication that people are using. And when someone does actually commit suicide, they tend to write the reports because they're the ones who write the reports why the person died, right? So they tend to write the reports to say the person had chronic mental health issues and blame the victim. So freaking tired. I couldn't get up. So I got up late, later than I should, so I didn't get to work out. And I had to make breakfast to, you know, to make sure everybody was on their way, Okay. And I said to myself, this is what parents probably go through, so they can't work out because you're tired, you're stressed out, and you have to still make breakfast and pack lunches to get them out the door. And my daughter said, yes. And I said, the only way I used she said, but mom, you used to do that. I said, yes, the way I used to do it was I wake up earlier. But that's in a world because of the stupid time change. I get to do my workout, so I'm a little edgy, Okay. Let me just, I didn't get to do my shivasana and I do my, my, my downward dog thing. Anyway, <laughs> I guess. But the truth of the matter is we face, children are facing long-term consequences as a result of taking this drug. 
and psychiatrists who continue to prescribe uh, uh, drugs compounded by the side effects in these regular drugs that are just there to treat sometimes chronic long-term asthma and bronchitis. And our children are suffering, destroying families, destroying that child's life, and destroying families. Friends, we got issues, don't we? We have issues. Say, you and I, we need to become drivers of our own engines. We need to stop taking a back seat. When you go to the doctor, be alert and have a series of questions. I say this all the time, and your phone is a little notepad. Write down the questions you want and ask the doctor questions. If they're not going to answer your questions, that's fine. You go call your insurance company and change them quick, fast, and in a hurry. They will get a notification that you mean business, you want answers to your healthcare questions. When the doctor sits there, if you say, Doc, you know, I'm feeling this, feeling woozy, feeling lately, tired, and so on lately, they're going to give you a drug to prop you up. Very rarely does the doctor ask you, what's your nutrition? Have you noticed that? Very rarely does the doctor ask you, what do you eat? Are you taking supplements? Are you taking vitamins? What do you eat? What's your diet looking like? Very rarely. You tell the doctor, I'm feeling fatigued and tired. I tell you to run some tests. And then they write you a prescription in the meantime that gives you 5,000 side, five other side effects. Before you know it, you end up in a world of trouble. This is why I say prevention is better than cure. It's one of the reasons why I take care of myself because I never want to have high blood pressure or diabetes. I swear to God, I'm terrified, but not terrified enough that I'm immobilized. Just enough for me to be conscious of what I eat and how much of what I eat. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you're going to get like lisinopril that has been on recall, but you don't know that. You, you may not know that. And you, before you know it, lisinopril has NDMA in it that is likely to give you cancer within five years. There you go. You go in there one day and you're like, how the heck come? And then the doctor looks straight in your face and tells you you have a history. Do you have a family history? Well, that's why they showed up. No, it's because you started taking lisinopril recommended by the same darn doctor. You have to take control over your health. You have to. It's just like now with the coronavirus warnings. They're telling us the first, the first phase of it is prevention, is what? Washing our hands. I, my hands are constantly dry. Prior to the coronavirus, I washed my hands like I don't know how many times per day. I am constantly washing my hands with hand soap. I actually keep lotion by my, my sink to dry my hands and then lotion, moisturize my hands. More often than not, you perhaps have seen me using moisturizer right while I'm on air because my hands are very dry. The skin on my hands is very dry because I'm constantly washing my hands. I guarantee you when I'm done today, all I have touched here are surfaces. By the time I'm done today, I'm going to get a can of disinfecting spray, spray the place, and then I'm going to wash my hands. Before I, I can't do that. It's the crazy thing. So because of that, I am aware, I'm aware of this because when I worked in some parts of our bodies that we can't wash our hands to prevent. Things like blood pressure that might come from a lifetime of eating that we didn't know better or we didn't always pay attention to, a lifetime of stress, right? 
these things are contributing factors. And then, of course, there are things in your environment. You might be married to someone who loves sleeping with a dog on one side of the bed, but you don't, but for a peaceful life, you put up with it. And then you're the one who gets sick with tapy, where you start taking single air. And before you know it, you fall into depression, and you start wanting to end your life, which puts pressure on your marriage. And before you know it, you're done. Extremely necessary. That means that the, the prescribing uh, uh, clinician should be able to say, if you're going to use this drug, understand that it's going to give you agitation, depression, suicidal thoughts, and actions. Notice the word actions. See, that means people are going to attempt to hurt themselves. My friends, we got to. We've got to think about these things, yeah? We've got to think about these things. Let's see, Lena, just put up with the discomfort of it. Because I don't know. I don't know. I want so many chemicals running around in my body. And, and, and I must give you this disclaimer. I mostly eat a plant-based diet. Well, what happens to folks like me who eat a plant-based diet, plant-based diet most of the time, is we tend to retain water. It's an unintended side effect. So I'm constantly bloated. So I always look like I need to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds. When in fact, what it is is just water weight because of my diet. I eat most of the plants. Most of my is the more it doesn't work for me. I, I can't do that. I can't, I, I can't eat a hamburger. I can't eat a steak. It's like I can't touch it. Sometimes I crave the taste of it, but I can't touch it. I can't eat it. I eat it and my stomach is crazy. My whole system is out of it. So here I am. So what I'm saying is we need to become more proactive. I am I'm suggesting if you have carpets in your home, pull them out. You're going to feel better. If you don't know what's on, you just need to pull your carpet out. Like, and everything the heat anyway. Right? Except, you know, like in the bathroom and, and, and the wet areas of the dining room and so on. Right? Pull up that carpet and you'll be amazed at what happens. And especially if you have pets, you might want to look into that. Think about you leave the dog at home and you leave the toilet bowl up. He knows how to lift the toilet bowl up. Where do you think he gets his water while you're away? He drinks from the toilet bowl. And as soon as you come home, he jumps all over you. So all the germs that are in the toilet bowl are on you. You kiss your spouse and you kiss your children. There we go. Black box warning. I didn't even know the FDA has a black box warning. I think maybe they should put it on some other drugs, don't you think? Lisinopril being one of them, and no Zantac. Zantac is a common prescription for upset stomach, isn't it? But it has NDMA, high levels of NDMA, warranting the FDA to issue a recall. Wow, my friends, we got a lot going on. So maybe the stock market has come back up. We need to watch that. It's only the first quarter. Just chill. It's going to work out. It's, we're going to go through this period for a little bit. It's going to be a little rough for all of us here in the U.S., the entire world for a little bit. You see this. It's the next decade. We have to set things up for the next decade. So it's changing. It's changing. Just, it's going to be rough for a little bit. Just write it out. Just write it out. Okay? Just write it out. Okay? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just chill. Hang in there. Don't panic unnecessarily. Take precautions. But they tell us to take precautions. Take precautions. Keep your body moisturized. Keep your throat moisturized. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face. As 
before touching your nose, and especially if you've gone out in public and touched surfaces, make sure you have hand sanitizer. Keep hand sanitizer in your pockets. Yeah, a barrier, right? Right? My name is Terry Kim. Go to my website, terrykim.com. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you listening to other podcasts that I have done. My YouTube page is available as well as you can find me on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I thank you so much for your support. Visit my page on Anchor FM and be a subscriber. Subscribe to our podcast for 99 cents a month. It helps us to pay the bills. We do have to take care of all of that, right? Thank you so much, everybody. It's Monday. I'm letting you go because I know you have things to do. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you staying with me. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, everybody. Be blessed. Wow. (laughs) Be blessed, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much. Ah.